This International Women's Day interview with Deepa Kosla is sponsored by Kavish Spa, servicing both Edmonton, Calgary and very soon Kelowna. They provide their luxury treatments in the comfort of your home. Known for their Kavish 360 and luxury facials. Visit them today at kavish.spa on Instagram. Kavish, we don't do ordinary. So today is International Women's Day. International Women's Day is a worldwide celebration of the social, political, and economic achievements of women past, present, and future. I am so honored to say that today on International Women's Day, joining me is the entrepreneur, influencer, advocate, the definition of a boss lady, and someone I truly idolize, Deepa Khosla. Hi Deepa, how are you? Oh, hi. I'm so nice. I'm so well. How are you? I'm doing really well. I'd like to begin by wishing you, your team, and everyone a very happy International Women's Day. And a very happy International Women's Day to you as well. Thank you. I know you've recently transitioned to Mumbai, and I know there's a lot going on in your schedule, and I do want to say thank you for taking out time for everyone out here in Canada today. Of course. My absolute pleasure. Yeah, so Deepa, I have been watching you over the years through your social media. I've seen you create your brand. I've seen you grow your brand. And one thing I've truly admired about you is throughout this journey, on your social media platform, you have shared your vulnerabilities. You have shared the hardships that come with being a creator, with the entrepreneurial field. And I do want to start by setting the stage and talking about this, about some of those key lessons that you learned during this because i would love for you to share that with everyone who's listening today of some of those key takeaways that you got throughout these years while you've been growing your brand Ooh, okay how do we put a journey of um 10 years into <laughs> into a short interview but i'll start um so i think the whole journey began with um me being a student um, and choosing to study international human rights law. Um, And I think always as a little girl, I've always had this little sparkle of, you know, doing something greater than ourselves. Um, And that's something that's the red line or the red thread through my entire life. Um, And so I think when I had the ambition of becoming a human rights lawyer, it was the same thing. How do we how do we leave this world slightly better? How do we create an impact on other people's lives? Um, when I then figured out that it would take until I was 40 or 45 to create anything with any sort of impact, um, I realized, hey, is there a way to do this faster perhaps or in a more modern day way? Um, and that's what got me to, I guess, the world of social media. Um, I honestly stumbled upon it uh, through an internship that I did as a joke. It's like, okay, I've been an academic for so long. Can I try something else that's totally different? Um, I did always love the world of fashion. Uh, I thought it was such a beautiful way of showing your identity to the world of who you are and how you express yourself. And so in that internship was the first time I realized it it was at an influencer agency, um, one of the first ones in Europe. Um, And that's kind of started my journey off as an influencer because I realized there were these girls that were going to university or college who had thousands if not millions of followers um, and they could directly impact their audiences. And obviously at that moment, everybody was doing it for fashion and beauty, which was really beautiful. Um, But 
the little Deepa figured, hey, couldn't we do that for something more as well? Like, it's always great to, you know, show off the flashy things in life, but um, could you not combine that with something more impactful? So I think that's when I decided uh, to break the news to my family that, hey, I don't think I'm going to be a lawyer anymore, but I'm shifting gears and I'm going to do this thing called blogging. And as you can imagine, my Desi family was like, uh, no, you're not. You've spent way too much time uh, studying uh, that you need to go back to it. And I kind of just had to tell them to trust me. I was like, give me one year. If I can't do this thing in a year, I'll, I promise I'll be back. I'll go back to being a lawyer. You know, what's the harm? It's one year. Um, in that year, obviously my life changed completely. Um, it was a combination of right timing, right place, right vision, right motivation, right everything. I got to give credit to the universe because it was just an amalgamation of everything coming together. And um, it took off rapidly. And I think, I think through it all, I worked obviously very, very hard, but I also worked very smart. Um, and before you knew it, you know, deals were coming in. I could make a living out of it. I could pay my bills. So I didn't have to get another job. Um, and then from that started the journey of everything that it is today and that the community is today. And that I suppose all of the like little projects and campaigns and companies and NGOs that have come out of just that one choice of I'm going to shift gears and go this way. Um, yeah, that's the journey in a nutshell. <laughs> that's beautiful. And Deepa, during this process, what would you say some of your key support systems have been? I think I would have to give credit um, in the beginning of my journey to my mom. Um, I think despite what the society said and our extended family said, she believed in it. Um, and she was in fact my first investor. She gave me 200 euros, which I guess is the equivalent of $250 um, and was like, here's your first money to go buy yourself equipment or clothing or whatever you needed. Um, and so she was the first one that believed in me. And I think another key support is in my sister, little sister, because she got into the world of photography around the same time. So she kind of became the one who helped create the content in those early days. Um, and then I don't think I could end off with um, my husband, Oleg, when he came into my life um, and just truly being there as a partner and a support system. Like we launched our NGO together as well. And now we do India Wild together as well. So I think um, him and I are really yin and yang in things that we're good at. Like he's really good at certain things that I'm really not. And I'm good at things that he really isn't. So I think we really complement each other well. Um, and then obviously my team, I mean, Amy's right here as well, but my my whole extended team, uh, they're just beasts in their own right. Um, and I think together we really know we're creating change in the world. So we work towards that. Yeah, your team has been absolutely lovely to coordinate this interview with. Big shout out to Amy. She's been such a pleasure to work with. Yeah, she's amazing. <laughs> and now Deepa, this year International Women's Day theme is Digital. So it's for innovation and technology for gender equality. When you heard this, when United Nations announced the theme for 2023, how did this resonate with you? Um, I was like, yes, about time. Because I think 
it's a tool like with Post for Change as well. We worked with a lot of UN organizations and NGOs. And I think for very long, um, the wave was there. But because of being such a big organization, it time it takes time until it gets to the layers of every layer of that organization to understand it. And I think the wave is very much present, especially in you know countries like India, where 750 million people have smartphones and are like logging in there, and like they kind of just skipped the laptop generation and went straight to smartphone, and then combine that with everybody else in the world using it. And I've been an advocate of that now for the last seven, eight years, um, but it is just such a powerful tool. Um, being on the digital landscape, being able to directly communicate with your audiences, the power that holds is unbelievable. I mean, it can switch elections. It can, you know, if it, if it goes in the wrong hands, it can do a lot of wrong, but in the right hands, it can change minds. It can inspire a new generation of people and women to be on the right side of history. So. I am completely an advocate of it and I have been for the last many years so it is um, a delight to see the UN um, you know, come on board and really now power behind us and fuel this whole movement. And now when we talk about innovation, I do want to say that when I look at Inde Wild, I feel this was so innovative as well. You took a traditional practice and you have made this into a global icon where people that weren't even familiar with this are now making this part of their daily ritual. Mm. I do want to say that is honestly, it's amazing. It is. I know so many people that rave about your brand. Every time I open up social media, I'm seeing people post about your brand. And it is such a big thing for me as a South Asian as well. Not just when I see your brand, when I see people that aren't even familiar with their culture, talking about doing the hair oil and using <laughs> Asher, like all those ingredients and Ayurvedic practices. I think it's so beautiful that you brought this into the modern society. And that is innovation in itself. And I do want to highlight that as well, because it's a huge thing to take ideas and to actually make them into something. And that's what you've done. You've grown this into a whole empire. I do want to talk about one thing because I've had this question come up a few times if Inde Wild has launched in Canada yet. Yes, actually, we've been live in Canada directly on our website since October um, 2019. No, 2020. Sorry, 2020. Um, so yes, um, Canadians, you can shop on www.indewild.com. Um, we're not in retail in Canada yet, but working on it. But I mean, Canada was one of the most important markets for us. Like I know how many basins live there and some of them so far away from home or students that go there, you know, leaving their family behind and having in their wild there is that little nostalgic kind of beautiful thing and, and a combination of everything your mom and grandmother have told you to use combined with, like you said, innovative practices like if you use turmeric and put it in your serum but imagine if you can encapsulate it and use a modern day technology but an age-old herb together and that essentially is Ayurvedistry you know the the new kind of category that we created which is everything that our culture has and that has been tried and tested for 5,000 years but bringing that together with the innovation of today for the modern girl for the modern woman who doesn't necessarily need elephants and gold all around our products, but lives in the today. And so the question was, how do we put that modern Desi woman in a bottle? 
And the answer to that was in their wild. Like it is everything that any global brand of today looks like, but combined with age old practices. I think the chumpy hair oil is a perfect example of that where we've had the chumpy hair oil for 5,000 years. And it's something that we're so proud of. And sometimes I think in our youth also not proud of because we would go to school with oil in our hair. People would make fun of us, but to make that in a new, cool, modern way and embody that ritual and embody that, yes, hair oiling is now viral on TikTok, but we've had hair oiling in our culture for 5,000 years. And, you know, now to finally own it and to be culturally so proud of where we come from was essentially the mission of India Wild. And I'm so proud that every day we get one step closer to achieving that. Like I mentioned, this has really put South Asian culture more in the mainstream media. And recently, we've seen a large increase of South Asian representation. I will say you were probably one of the first people I've seen at Paris Fashion Week or on the cover of Vogue. And I actually can't express the emotions that were attached to me when I first saw you on the cover of Vogue. To me, that was something that I wouldn't have imagined growing up. Yeah. We've seen over the last few years, whether it's TV series, whether it's film, music, we're seeing a lot more Indians at the forefront. I want to talk about this, Deepa. How do you feel about this? Do you think that currently where we're sitting in 2023, is there enough South Asian representation on mainstream media? Um, I think we've done better, but there's still a few seats left on the table for us to fill. Um, I think... I mean, it's just the, it's the hardest for the first people to kind of break through, right? So it's always um, a few of us walk so the others can run. And it's been the honor of my life to do that in a few spaces. But indeed, whether we look at a Mindy Kaling or we look at a Priyanka Chopra or we look at um, now recently also Deepika Padukone, like they're putting their mark on the global scale. And then within the world of entrepreneurship, of course, there's the Payal Kadakias of the world. And and it's just, I think, the delight and honor of my life to witness that today. I think like, like you, a young Deepa of 16 would have never believed that somebody who was not a Bollywood star or who didn't have the entire film industry backing her would ever be on the cover of Vogue. All she was armed with was her smartphone, mm-hmm. pretty much, you know? And to live in a world or live in a time where that's possible, where storytelling and connecting with people, however you connect with them, whether that's through a movie, a song, your business or a social media platform, that that is so powerful that you can impact images and lives that that can happen today is absolutely unbelievable and indeed it it takes those initial pioneers to break that mold and I do think there's space for so much more Um, but the good news is people are taking South Asians more seriously they know we're here to stay even if we look at the amount of head of states now whether it's the vice president of the United States or the prime minister of the UK or the CEO of Google like I think it's truly our time to shine and the diversity is is on on the uprise and I always speak more about the world with glass half full rather than glass half empty so I think we're going the right direction but more work needs to be done for sure and when it comes to South Asian females what spaces would you like to see more representation in of course um, the space of entrepreneurship and the VC world so the venture capital world I think 
in general, we're raised with the with the motion that men understand money more. Let the men in the household have the bank accounts. Let the men handle the budgets and the finances. But I believe true empowerment and true female empowerment comes from financial independence as well, and truly understanding that. So, one of my personal missions for this year and beyond is to focus on that financial empowerment of women, because that I think is the highest level of empowerment. It's like being able to really decide what you spend your money on, or what you invest into, or how you kind of have decisions within your business is the ultimate ultimate freedom. I think. Um, and so I think we can really do more. Like this year, the um, VC-backed businesses, female-backed businesses, are only two percent. Just imagine, ninety-eight percent of funds go to men still, men-founded businesses. So I think that is the main stat that we need to change. And how do you believe that us women can empower one another? By I think women of every layer helping women of other layers and what i mean by that is if say you're a woman entrepreneur whose business is at a unicorn level build something that can help the women below that level at like say the 100 million level and the women it's like a pyramid right so the ones that have really been the pioneers and gotten right to the top let's help every layer below that and for I think social media—that's the perfect way to educate, empower, to reach them directly, and encourage them to be like, "Hey, if I can do it, I don't have a degree much better than you, or I don't come from a family much better than you. And if I can do it, here are the skills and here are the things that I did. Try it out. Maybe you can do it too. Or you know, break it down and kind of destigmatize this whole generation, uh, especially the next generation of women, to be like." Men do not have to be the ones that keep the finances under control. You can do it too. And and I wish, to be honest, also schools would start doing that because wouldn't it be amazing if schools actually taught us something that we could use in the real world yes. instead of algebra? Like when have we ever used algebra in our day-to-day -day life? Agree. I, I hated calculus, and the amount of times I think back to, I'm like, I've never utilized that in my life. Exactly. Like instead, a class on like financial funding or taxes or how the banking system works or how do we budget our life out, like things like that. So being able to educate and empower women um, and men too, the next generation of people, to just be financially independent and kind of be part of this entire world of creating. Products and jobs and businesses help our culture and our um, and our environment. I think is something that would be very powerful. And Deepa, the next question I want to ask, I love asking this because the answers I get are always so varied. But in your mm. opinion, how would Deepa Kosla describe what feminism is? What does it mean to be a feminist? Being a feminist is being an equalist. Actually, I think for very long. You know, I always consider changes in history or changes in the world as something that wasn't there first. So women did not have rights, women did not have power, and then the pendulum swings too far, where it almost becomes an anti. It's always first an anti movement. It's like a fighting against, or I am anti male, and da da da. And for I think many years, feminism has got the bad PR kind of. Stigma on it that it's very anti-men and it's very anti-everything, and I think what happens with the pendulum that goes too negative is that at one point it comes back to the center where it's women are equal to men, 
Nobody needs to be above or below, and nobody needs to fight anyone. It's about a world where men respect women and women respect men equally because we have certain strengths and they have certain strengths, and it's fine. Like, it's about a world where everyone gets equal opportunities and everyone gets to do whatever they want to do. And I think that ultimately, a feminist or a feminism, the definition of that is equalism in equality of choice, equality of being, equality of loving, and just equality and respect um, for the sexes. Absolutely. And lastly, Deepa, who is your biggest female role model? So cliche. I'm going to give you the most cliche answer you could expect, but my mom. Um, I think in different segments in my life, I do have different role models, but one that kind of compromises everything for me is my mother. The way as like firsthand, I have seen her do what she's done um, as, as a family that, you know, immigrated to Europe and the way I saw her kind of put us through the best colleges and sacrifice so much and everything, everything that she's done. And I've seen her do that firsthand. I don't think I could find a better role model. And I think everything I do, I hope to make my parents proud ultimately. And so it would have to be my mother. That's beautiful. And Deepa, what would you like to leave with everyone on International Women's Day who's listening today? What I'd like to leave is that um, we live in such a beautiful time. I think we are lucky to live in a world where different cultures are celebrated, being diverse is celebrated, that, you know, having different, like a career like mine didn't exist a few years ago. It is a world of opportunity and it is a world here for us. So let's take that seat on the table and let's let's really, really own it and enjoy this beautiful world we live in where, you know, culture is celebrated. And if it's not, let's celebrate it for the world and show them how we do it. Thank you, Deepa. And once again, I'd like to wish you a very happy International Women's Day. And thank you for being such a huge inspiration for so many of us worldwide. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this interview with Sabreed Butcher on the Universal Radio Network, brought to you by Kavish Spot.